0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. The GW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self empowerment through self discovery. My goal with this podcast is is to provide grounded and easy to understand self-development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here today. And as always, thank you for supporting this community, for tuning in, and for also engaging with me on Instagram. I really appreciate those of you who reach out, tell me how you're liking the episodes. And also, some of you guys have been suggesting episode ideas and things you want to learn more about, which I love and I appreciate so much knowing how I can help you guys because after all, this is a community and I love hearing from the audience so if you haven't done that and if you have things that you want to learn about or if you just want to share things that you've been learning from the pod feel free to dm me at learn the podcast or at the carolina lifestyle on instagram i would love to hear from you and i hope you've been having a wonderful start of your day so far a couple weeks ago i did a poll on my instagram asking you guys what you wanted to hear about and learn about on the podcast. And one of the things that came up was spiritual self-care tools. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I made a list of 10 things that I consider spiritual self-care and we're going to go over them and I'll tell you guys how I like to infuse them into my routine and how they've become a part of my life. And hopefully they'll help you also further nourish your spiritual self. So without further ado, let's dive in. Before we get started, I just wanted to clarify what I consider spiritual self-care, and I'll start out with a quote. So a quote that I picked for today's episode goes, self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you, and that's by Katie Reed. So self-care in general is about filling your own cup. It's about taking care of yourself so that you can be the best version of who you are, and as a result also show up better in your relationships and in life overall and so you can pour into other people's cups. Now spiritual self-care is a little bit more specific and I would describe it as activities that nurture your sense of purpose, that connect you to your higher self and also that allows you to connect to the universe and understand the energetic exchange that happens between you and the universe and how you can co-create with it. So now that that's out of the way, let's dive into tool number one out of ten, and that is meditation. Now, I group this as meditation slash breathing slash chakra balancing. Meditation, in my opinion, is one of the most amazing things you can do to nourish your spirituality, and this can take many different shapes and forms. Some people like to meditate in complete stillness and silence. I've tried that a couple times times, just put on a five-minute alarm And breathe and focus on that for five minutes helps center me so much in the mornings. But I'm also a really big fan of guided meditations and I do them very often. So I find that doing them helps me bring myself back to the present moment and just reminds me of cultivating my energy and bringing a sense of peace into my life. And that can also just be breathing. You can do mini meditations throughout the day just by taking time to take a deep breath Take 10 deep breaths in the middle of work, in the middle of studying, in the middle of whatever you're doing. It'll bring you back to your center and it'll help you calm down. And then I also grouped it with chakra balancing because chakra balancing, for those of you who don't know, is a type of energy healing and it ties to all the energy centers in your body and brings them into alignment. And it's something that I've done a lot through different meditations before and I have a whole episode about it as well on the Lunar the podcast. So check that out if you want to learn more. It's a practice that I've come to love and I haven't been doing it that often, but I know that whenever I do, it's a game changer. So I highly recommend it and something I've been wanting to commit to is doing it every first week of a month of the month because there are seven chakras, so you can do one chakra every day. So I think that that's something super cool to try and something that will keep you really grounded and will help you bring your energy back into your body and it really helps with so many things like preserving your overall wellness, mental health, like it's amazing. I highly recommend checking out the episode if you haven't yet. And and yeah, meditation to me has been a game changer. I know it can be hard to start. I definitely was a skeptic at first, but throughout my journey, it's something that I've been pretty committed to and I've been doing it for over a year now before that I never tried meditation maybe I tried it twice and didn't think it was for me so I recommend trying it I think it's something that really really and it's just something that I recommend giving it a shot even if your ego freaks out at first even if it's uncomfortable it can really really help your spiritual being and just nourish your connection to who you are at your core and your soul so that's number one I had to make that the first tool now the second spiritual tool that I use the most and that I really really love is journaling I started journaling also over the last few years and I had a hard time being consistent with it because I don't know life would get in the way and I would think that I just didn't have time I didn't make time for it and over the last two months, someone who was kind of like an accountability partner for me through my nutrition program helped me create a goal and something that I could commit to. And the way they did it is by asking me, what is the minimum that I can commit to doing every single day? And for me, that was five minutes every single day. And so every night before bed, I would sit down and I would open my journal and I would journal for five minutes. And some days it would just be 5 minutes. Other days I would end up writing and it would be maybe 15. But overall just committing and showing up for journaling has been so amazing for me because it allows me to kind of just mind dump everything that's going on in my head, every thought that's bubbling, anything that's bothering me and also helps me reflect about the day and then I always write gratitudes, at least 5 but usually more, which helps me a ton and Again, gratitude does tie with this. I didn't make it as one of the 10 tools, but it ties to journaling. Just writing out what you're grateful for puts you in a really high vibration and reminds you of everything that you already have. So since I've been doing it, I've seen so many benefits for my mental health and my physical health too, especially my gut health, because we store a lot of emotions and thoughts in our sacral chakra, our bellies. So by releasing them onto paper, it is so awesome and something that I... Really recommend you trying out to keep your spirit at ease and your soul nourished. Now, the third tool that I wrote down is affirmations, and this is something I've talked about a lot on the podcast affirmations are really awesome because they help you rewire your subconscious mind they help you rewire your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself and about life eventually also can really really be tied to what you manifest into your life and what you bring into your life because when you state something as a truth you attract that truth and you find things in your real life to make that a true thing for you so for example even just saying i am healthy every single day is telling your subconscious mind which is telling your body that you are healthy and it will help life play out in a way that supports your health that is just one example but affirmations even if you're saying like five a day in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth is there already a great form of spiritual self-care So that's number three so those first three were kind of more tied to your personal self and things that you can do to on a more personal level on a more intimate level the next three are a little bit more relational but you'll see so the fourth one the fourth spiritual self-care tool that I wrote down is healthy boundaries I went to make a whole episode about boundaries because it's something that I believe is incredibly important now what is a boundary a boundary is where I end and where you begin whatever that means for you A boundary is learning to say no when you actually don't want to do something. It's also about learning to say yes when you actually want something. It's about owning your truth and when someone's overstepping or saying things that make you uncomfortable or that you do not want to engage in, it's about owning that and telling that other person, well, this is not something that aligns with who I am and so I'm not going to do it. Or if someone's making mean jokes about someone else, it's about telling that person Hey, I don't like when new people make mean jokes. That's just not something I find funny. Please stop making those jokes. Things like that. A lot of people have misconceptions about boundaries and think that it's something pushy or bad, but I really don't think so. And I think it's something really important. Like for example, if you have a garden and there's no fence, someone can trample over it. They can step on the flowers. They can totally destroy it. Now, if there's a fence around the garden, that person's going to know to knock or at least know that that's someone else's property and as a result, respect it. It's not like a total wall that pushes them out. It's just a gate, an opening. So hopefully that metaphor helps a little bit there, but I will make a whole episode about this in the future. Number five is forgiveness, specifically self-forgiveness. Two episodes ago, I talked about forgiveness as the focus of the episode, so if you want to learn more about that, check that out, but I wanted to include it on this episode because forgiveness is so important. When you forgive other people, you free yourself up. You open your heart and you stop holding on to resentment, but also when you forgive yourself, you free yourself and you allow yourself to cultivate more self-love, more self-acceptance, and... I don't know. It's just something so important because I know I have done this and I think a lot of people do this where you guilt yourself and you shame yourself and you talk in a mean tone to yourself in your thoughts about things you said, things you should have done, things you shouldn't have done. If you didn't do something, if you hurt someone else, there are so many ways that that inner mean voice comes up and that we keep on, I don't know, finding ways to punish ourselves for mistakes But our mistakes are our teachers, we're human, and it's how we learn the lessons that we carry in this life. So, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself, forgive yourself, forgive yourself. That's so important for your spiritual self-care because that allows you to step into your higher self who has things in perspective. And who knows that life is more important than holding on to those things that don't serve you anymore.
0: Number
1: six is presence. Presence is the key, and it was one of my first episodes on the podcast, and it's something that I learned early on in my spiritual journey, something I still have to remind myself of constantly, to bring myself back to the present because the past is gone, you literally cannot change it. You can learn from it and take whatever was useful, but you can't change it, so drop it. And the future, you literally cannot predict it. You literally can't. You can have a vague idea of something you want, but it could go totally different. It's so out of your control, so it's not worth worrying about. It's not worth the anxiety. So focus on the now. It also allows you to nurture relationships more when you're present with those you love. So there you go. I love that one a lot, and I hope that that resonates with you and reminds you, To stay present if you've been overthinking or worrying about something that's coming up. Just trust that the universe has that figured out for you. And that as long as you let go and stop trying to control it, it's going to happen in the highest, best way it possibly could. So trust it. Trust the universe because it's a really powerful force that is conspiring in your favor. As long as you believe it, as long as you make that part of your belief system. And stay present Focus on what you can do now, not what you want to do tomorrow or two days from now or a month from now or a year. Focus on the thing you can do now to contribute to that future. So hopefully that makes sense into how those are more relational because it's also in how you relate to yourself and to others through the boundaries, self-giveness, and presence. Now let's talk about number seven, one of my favorites, connecting to nature and grounding. Before quarantine and COVID, I did not take time to connect to nature as much as I wanted. I've always loved spending time by the pool and the beach and just being near water, but it was never something that I did fully consciously or intentionally. I just kind of loved it and always ended up doing it. But throughout quarantine, I started really valuing it and making time for it, especially going on walks and just looking at all the green and And just nourishing my connection to the universe, it really is something so amazing because when I started learning about abundance and going on walks, I started noticing how much abundance there is in nature. If you look around, like how many leaves are there? How many trees? How much grass? How many little bugs? Like there's so much abundance in nature and it just reminds you that you are abundant no matter where you are. Even if you're doing a walk, I don't know, in a city, for example, you are in a way connecting to your environment and you'll probably run into a couple of trees every now and then or a couple of birds, or even noticing all the buildings around and how many there are that's also noticing the abundant universe you live in. So that's really great. And grounding is about you know connecting yourself to your environment, but also you know staying present and meditation, all those things can be grounding. But what I meant here was connecting to nature and grounding also more specifically as putting your bare feet in the grass. And because that helps you absorb all the negative ions from the earth, which cleanse your body and have lots of good properties, brings you back to the present moment and is just amazing. So it's something I really value and that really helps me connect to the universe around me. So that's important. Now the eighth spiritual self-care tool that I really love is reading and more specifically reading personal growth and spirituality books. A lot of people call them self-help books but I think that they're much more than that because in a way they are self-help. You're learning how to help yourself. You're learning how to nourish yourself, fill your cup. So It should even be called self-care book. (laughs) But overall, just this kind of genre of books has been a key part of my spiritual journey. It's been a way that I learned a ton and it just has given me so many awesome tools. So definitely look that up. If you want, DM me. I can also suggest books for you to start with and share some of my favorites. But there's so much knowledge out there that you can learn from reading. So it's such an important tool. And something you can also integrate into a routine like reading before bed or in the morning whenever you want. It's something I love to do and I do it as part of my night routine. So yes, reading. Reading is lovely. Now number nine is dancing. Connecting to your creative self connecting to that divine feminine energy moving your body like put on a song and dance for three minutes I swear it's a game changer and I have gone through periods was in flows of doing it like sometimes I would do it as part of my morning routine just dance around while I'm brushing my teeth or when I'm stressed out or before an exam during college I would just put a song and dance it helps you kind of move the feminine energy out of your body and is so fun so nobody has to watch you just do it in your own room or wherever you feel comfortable i swear it's so awesome and a great way to again connect to your spirituality right why is it a spiritual self-care tool because you're nurturing your sense of purpose you're connecting to the universe you're connecting to herself you're letting yourself be free to do whatever you want in that moment whatever your body wants to do so there we go then the last spiritual self-care tool that I wrote down is cleansing your space. This is something I don't do very often but it's something I want to do more often and it's just something that really helps clear your space of any negativity that's accumulated, any negative energy, been worried in that space or if you've had a fight in that space or overall if you just feel like you kind of want to clear it out, you can do that with sage. You can light some sage and say a mantra going around like I only welcome positivity into this environment and I assure away any negativity. You can do that with Palo Santo, which is another type of cleansing herb. You can also do it with sound bowls or I think you can just play high frequency music as well. Open the windows. There's lots you can do to cleanse your space. Even just doing a deep clean, organizing your space helps you feel more clear-headed and focused and grounded throwing away clothes, things that don't resonate with who you are now or the things you want to bring into your life or things that remind you of the past and not great memories. All of that is part of cleansing your space, lighting some incense or some essential oils. All of that is so great and a great way to, again, cleanse everything and open space for new things to come and also create more positivity and ease in your, your space and your environment. So, yeah, cleanse that space, angel. woo So that's it, guys, for the 10 spiritual self-care tools that I wrote down. I hope that this was really helpful. And honestly, it's been a good reminder for myself of the ways I want to incorporate spiritual self-care into my life, things I want to keep doing. And just as a reminder, I'll state them out right now if you want to write them down. Or something to remind yourself. Here they are. Meditation slash breathing slash chakra balancing. Journaling. Affirmations. Healthy boundaries. Forgiveness. Presence. Connecting with nature. Reading. Dancing. And cleansing your space. I... Love you so much. I appreciate you. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, reach out. Let's chat. Be a part of the community. Tell me other episodes you want me to make. Things that you've learned. Share this on your story if you resonated. And if you're feeling generous, leave a five-star review. An Apple podcast for good karma. I... I'm sending you so much light and love and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?